And I love seeing everyone this morning. My name is Zach. For those of you that don't know me, I'm the lead pastor here. I want to welcome you to Antioch this Sunday morning. One of the things that is um, just interesting about being a pastor of a congregation is that each and every Sunday, I know that we all come in today in very different places. For some of us, we come in very high today. You've had a great week. Things are going your way and you just have a full heart and you're ready to thank and praise God. And for others of us, we come in today and it's been an incredibly challenging week and you come in feeling raw. Some of us come in with faith. Some of us come in with no faith. Some of us come in feeling connected. Some of us come in feeling disconnected and everywhere in between. And what I want to say to you just as a pastoral word here uh, at the beginning of our sermon time and prayer time is just wherever you are today, the invitation of the Lord is to come. Whether you had the greatest week ever or the worst week ever. Whether you feel full of faith or you have no faith at all, whether you are a broken or joyful, anywhere in between, the invitation of the Lord is to come. Not to come to me, not to come to a service, but to come to him, to come into his presence, and the Lord will meet with you there. He invites anyone who is thirsty, anyone who is hungry to come to come into his presence, and there we will find the rivers of living water that we need for our lives, for our hearts, for our journey, wherever you are. So I just wanna issue the invitation today that as we gather around as a church family, uh, that we'd be gathering in the Lord's presence and that we would respond to his invitation to come. Uh, And that's what we're gonna do today. Uh, We have been in 21 days of prayer and fasting. Today is the final day of that season. Uh, And so as a church family, we have been seeking the Lord and we're going to do that today together with a special time of prayer with one another. As we get started, I want to share something with you that the Lord put on my heart this week for our church about an interesting group, uh, interesting community uh, that was around 200 years ago that deeply impacted our world. They were called the Clapham sect and they lived in South London. And it was a group of friends, a community uh, who together, they loved Jesus and they sensed that God had a call on their lives to live for more than just themselves. But God had put on their hearts a call to see the slave trade in Britain abolished, had put a call on their hearts to see economic reform, labor reform, prison reform, had put a call on their hearts to see schools impacted and nations reach for the gospel. And they knew because of this calling and because of the forces that were going to be working against them, they knew that they needed each other. A one famous member of this group was William Wilberforce, who led legislation in Britain to see slave trade ended in his day. Uh, another group from among them uh, started the first free colony in Africa for slaves who had been free to return. Others worked to reform prisons and schools and reach the nations and do all sorts of things, but it was the strength of their community, it was the strength of their relationships with one another that the Lord used to strengthen them in their calling, to keep them from drifting over time and the pressures of life and to help them stay faithful to who he had called them to be and what he had called them to do. The Clapham sect and that little group of friends changed the history of the world as they lived out their callings together. They were diverse in what God had called them to, but they were united in a love for Jesus, a love for one another, and a commitment to do relationship with one another, and that be a place of strength. 
And as we were, as I was thinking about our time together today, really, that is our heart and vision for our life groups, is that more than just a gathering, more than just, hey, we do these things in life group, the life group would be a place for those type of relationships to form, that would be friendships that are rooted and centered in Christ, that would be diverse in our spheres of influence and calling, but together that we would encourage one another, challenge one another, support one another, serve one another to love Jesus, to love one another and fulfill the call of God on our lives to live for more than just us, but to live for his kingdom and not just ours. And so as we are going to take time to pray together today, as we in this period of prayer and fasting, we're going to do a little musical chairs for a moment. And what I want you to do is I want you to find people who are in your life group, and I'm going to ask you to sit with them. I know it's a little different to midway through the service, get up and move around. If you're not in a life group, I would just want to ask you, if you are in a life group, look around. And if someone doesn't look like they have a place to belong, just invite them in. I have a conviction that you don't come to church to just be alone. We can be alone all week, but we've come to be together, the people of God. So I'm going to give you just a minute. Find your life group. Look around. If someone doesn't have a spot, get invited in. Introverts, I know this will be awkward for just a minute, but it's only a minute, and we'll get to the richness in just a moment. So get up and rearrange, please. Letting go of every single dream I lay each one down at your feet Every moment of my wandering Never changes what you see I've tried to win this war, I confess My hands are weary Right, if you need a spot, look around. If somebody doesn't look like they have a spot, invite them in. Perfect. We're going to have everybody in a group. If you've not been to a live group today, you are invited. Uh, and welcome to join a, a group. We're inviting you in. All right. <clears throat> so here's what we're going to do. Uh, as we finish this time of prayer and fasting, you guys know our theme for this season has been Isaiah 58, and that's where we're going to be today. So in addition to your group, you're going to need to pull out your Bible, pull out your phone, pull out however you can access the scriptures. We will have them on the screen as well. But in this season, we've been letting Isaiah 58 guide us in our church in a time of seeking the Lord in a fresh way. And we're going to go through that passage of scripture again today. I'm going to review what we've been fasting, the ways in which we've been fasting and that sort of thing. And then I'm going to give you a series of promises that these scriptures hold out to us, that God gives to us as promises from fasting. And we're going to pray into those today with our communities. So Isaiah 58, if we can put that on the screen, I'd encourage you to have your phone out, your Bible, some way for you to engage the scriptures right in front of you. I'm going to walk us through God speaking Isaiah 58, 
starting in verse six, is not this the kind of fasting that I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice, untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, and to break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. So what we see here and what we've been doing is God saying, I want my people to pray and fast, to take time to set apart, to seek the Lord in a fresh way. And with that prayer and fasting, I don't just want it to be about your private religious devotion, but that our prayer and our fasting would bear the fruit of working to love our neighbor, both interpersonally and globally, societally. And we've seen several things that the Lord lists that he wants his people to be about. This is God's heart for his people. And so as a community, what we've tried to do over these 21 days is as we've taken time to pray and to fast, we've tried to turn off media over the 21 days to make space in our minds and our hearts to hear the Lord. We fasted from food on Tuesdays, whether a meal or a couple meals. I had somebody share with me. This is the first time they'd ever fasted. I was so proud. I was so happy. Fasting and then taking that money that we would have spent on food and sowing that into our ministry partners who do this kind of work, who are working to loose the chains of injustice, who are working to clothe, the, uh, clothe and shelter those who have none, who are working to bring fathering mentors to, to children who don't have a father present in the home. And so we've sown into Unbound. We've sown financially into Austin Street. We've sown financially into Forerunner Mentoring, trying to apply this over this 21-day experience. <clears throat> now, in verse 8 and 9, we begin to see a series of promises that the Lord gives as we fast and lean into this type of living. Here is what God's promises to us are. Isaiah 58, starting in verse 8, uh, and you want to highlight these, write these down. These are things to hold on to for the year ahead. Uh, it says, then your light will break forth like the dawn. Your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. So here we see the beginning of a series of promises that the Lord gives for when we fast this way. And I want to walk you through these as an encouragement. These are things for us to hold on to that the Lord says, this is what I'm going to do in you and through you and for you because you have aligned yourself in this way. The first one, then your light will break forth like the dawn. Uh, that is speaking to guidance. In scripture, there are various kinds of lights. There are lights like we have, you know, that light up a room. There's the light in the sky, the sun. But this type of light is speaking to guidance that the Lord is going to light the way. Uh, later on in the passage, it says, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like noonday. The Lord will guide you always. So if you're needing guidance, this is a promise to hold on to and to praise God for. Now, I love this in the picture of light rising in the darkness. The imagery of light here is not related to the dawn outside but it's talking about in darkness, in the perplexities of life, in the occasions and places in life where we don't know which way to go. 
that in those dark places, that that darkness will be replaced by the Lord's light and the Lord's guidance. So if you're needing guidance, if you're praying about a job or a move or a relationship, or I just don't know what to do in this situation, this is a promise for you and for me to hold on to. Light shining forth in darkness, God's guidance for us. I encourage you to highlight that one. We're gonna pray into that in a moment. Uh, second promise that we see in here, he says, then your healing will quickly appear. So this is a promise of healing and restoration. And there are two senses that these words are used. It's talking about when flesh grows over a wound. So if you've had a cut and now you see the there's healing. It also talks about uh, when there's broken down um, construction areas, like we see outside, things being repaired and restored, that healing and restoration will come. So if you're here today and you are believing for physical healing, uh, emotional healing, relational healing and restoration, man, this is a promise from the Lord that we can pray into and believe. This is what God wants to do. Your healing will quickly appear. Number three, there's a promise of security. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. The imagery here is military language of, the, of, of our righteousness going before us in a season of trial, a season of difficulty. You imagine God's people traveling across the wilderness with enemies all around. Their righteousness going before, the Lord being their rear guard. This is in times of trial, God promising his presence and his protection. So if you're in a trial right now, if you're like, man, I am just in a hard spot, we can claim this promise of God's security with us, of him being around us and guarding us and guiding us. That is a good word, amen? The next one that you see is the Lord will call, or you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, here am I. This is the fourth promise that we see. It's a promise of God's nearness, a promise of God's nearness, the nearness of his presence. As Joe said, for all of us, we have different one big things that we're praying into, but a united one big thing is the nearness of God, that God's presence would be with us. And here God is saying, my presence is going to be with you. You're going to call for help, and I'm going to say, here am I. Now, I found this stunning and almost a little unnerving, that that phrase, here am I, is the phrase that a servant would say to their master. And note here, it's not us saying to the Lord, Lord, here am I. It is the Lord saying to us, here am I. Is the Lord speaking like a servant to you and to me, to his people, here I am. And in our world, we think of the place of serving as kind of being less than. Like it's unnerving to think about God, why are you talking about serving me. But in the Lord's ways, the Lord has the heart of a servant. It's part of his character. It's how Jesus came and revealed himself as a servant. He took on the form of a servant because that's who he is. And the Lord would stand and in, our, in the midst of our challenges, he would say, here am I, I'm near, and here am I, 
like a servant. I want to help you. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. I'm ready to help. Man, that is a great and precious promise of God's nearness. Uh, we went over that your light would rise in the darkness. I want to, I wanted to turn your attention to the next section of scriptures. Uh, in verse nine, he goes back and he kind of is a little redundant. He goes over again. What are the things that we as we fast? And then he comes back to another set of promises in verse nine. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, kind of continuing that theme and with the pointing of the finger and malicious talk, that is blaming people, accusing people. So God's saying the way I want you to fast is not just working for societal good, but also I want you in your interpersonal relationships and the way that you treat people and engage. I don't want you to be a people, a blame and pointing the finger. And if you spend yourself in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then he goes back into a series of promises. Then your light will rise in the darkness. Your night will become like the noonday. That's guidance. And then he goes through another set. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. Wow, that is such an amazing promise. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. This is a promise of God's provision. So if you are in a time where you're needing God to provide, this is a promise, a firm place for us to stand. This is what God wants to do. Now, note the provision that's spoken of here is both external and internal. There is divine supply that's coming in a time of need. That is, he will, supply, he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. That's like resource coming into you. And you will be like a spring of water, a spring whose waters never fail. That's resources coming up from within you. And that connects to the hill strengthen you. Now, I love the context in this. The word that's used here is speaking about in a time of dryness and barrenness. So the focus is not just that God is going to provide, but it's the place that he will give the provision from. When everything is at its bleakest, when life is at its driest, when we are in a sun-scorched land, when things are least promising, that's where God is saying, I am going to be your provision. I am going to be your satisfaction. I'm going to be the one who provides for you, and I'm going to be the one who strengthens you. So if you need provision today from external forms, or you just need internal, God, I just need you to strengthen me for where you have me. This is God's heart for you today. This is a promise for you and for me today. Last one that I want to go over. You people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. This is a promise of legacy. When it says here that your people will rebuild the ancient ruins, it's talking about those from you, i.e. those yet to be born, your descendants. This is a promise of continuance and blessing reaching into coming generations extending from the recovery of past disaster, that's rebuilding ancient ruins, to provision for the future. That's well-being, that's streets with dwellings. So this is a promise of legacy. So just to review, God's promising us guidance. He's promising us healing. He's promising us security. 
and nearness. He's promising us provision and legacy, even in the midst of circumstances that don't look like that. That he's saying, here am I. Here's what I'm promising as you, my people, have given yourselves to praying and to fasting in this way. And I want to lead you today in laying hold of God's great and precious promises. That we would not just read these and be like, wow, that's nice. But that we would enter in and we would find these promises as a place to stand. If you're here today and you're needing a place to stand as you look to the future, I want to move you today. And I believe the spirit wants to move you from just your own wisdom, your own ideas, your own things to standing on God's firm word, a place to stand. Amen. How many of us need a place to stand as we look to 2022? These are great and precious promises. So we're not just going to read about them, to be inspired by them, but we're going to take time to pray as the church, as the people of God. We're going to pray for one another and we're going to pray into these promises. So in your life group, here's what I want to ask you to do. Maybe you pray with one other person. Maybe your group prays in twos and threes or as the whole group. I'm going to let y'all decide that, but we're going to take time as God's people to pray. And I want to encourage you to share one of these areas of promise that you need, that you're like, man, I want to stand on this this year. I want you guys to agree with me in this area. I need guidance. I need provision. I need security. I need strengthening. Whatever it may be, I want you to share. And then we're going to pray for one another in those groups. In that same context, I want to invite you to share your one big thing, kind of the big thing that you've been praying for in this time of prayer and fasting, and to pray for one another. If you don't know how to pray, you can just say, hey guys, I'm new at all this, and this is a no judgment zone, so this is an opportunity to learn and to grow. Uh, so we'll get started here in just a moment, and we're gonna take a good chunk of time. It's not gonna be 30 seconds. It's gonna be a good chunk of time as the people of God to pray as we close out our time of prayer and fasting. So Ian, if you would kick on some music in the background. There you go. A little music to get you ready to pray. Uh, and then in your life group, if you take those things and pray for one another. Man, it is such a joy to see the church in prayer and in prayer together. This is awesome. I want to invite our worship team to come back on the, up, up here to lead us as a community in a response song.
All right, so for some of you, you're like, man, this was so amazing and we could pray on into the night. Please do that. We'll have time to do that and do that in your life groups. And for some of you, that was very stretching. Of like, either I'm talking to people I don't know or I'm not that used to prayer or whatever. I want to, wherever you are, I just want to commend you and encourage you. It's exciting to see our church in prayer together. The worship team is going to lead us in a song of response. And if I could get our prayer and prophetic team, staff, overseers to be available, we want to take specific time uh, to pray for people who you're one big thing. Uh, I know some of you have already heard testimonies of, man, day one, this breakthrough happened. I know others of us are carrying things deep in our hearts. So we want to create an environment for you to receive prophetic ministry. So again, if I could get our staff, overseers, prayer and prophetic team to come forward. The worship team is going to lead us in song. If you're praying in your life group, just keep praying. Uh, but if you're here today and you're like, man, I really would love someone to pray and to minister to me about kind of the one thing that I'm carrying in this fast, we want to make space for that. The worship team is going to lead us in a song to kind of close out this season of prayer and fasting. So I want to invite you to stand. If you're not praying, just go ahead and stand up where you are. I can already see the Lord touching people as we pray, but I believe that God wants to speak to you, wants to encourage you today, wants to live out those promises even here in our midst. Some of you that are here and you're calling out, God's saying, here I am, and I wanna speak to you. So as the worship team leads us in response, I'm gonna pray over us, and then I wanna invite you to come forward. So Jesus, we are here as your people with open hearts to your voice, Lord. And I pray that you would move through our church, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that the body might be built up, that your word might come forth, Lord, that people might be helped, Lord. I'm praying that you would move in power as we minister to one another, Lord. We honor you in this place and we believe for your power and your presence to flow. As the worship team leads us, I want to invite you to respond.